Welcome back. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Strange Crew Podcast. I am your host, Evan Money. Uh, shout out to the new people that have subscribed and uh, followed. I appreciate you tuning in and listening. Uh, thanks for joining me on this crazy ride that we call life. And I got to be honest, I really appreciate you kind of supporting my crazy little hobby here. Mm, yes, hobby. Um, anyway, not a whole lot really going on. Um, I was kind of I was kind of surprised that it's been kind of kind of kind of quiet around here. Um, <clears throat> for those of you in Kansas City, though, how about this fucking weather? Am I right? Fucking. <laughs> In the 30s, feeling great, almost like summertime. Hell yeah. Especially after the crazy fucking start that we had, uh, you know, started a couple weeks ago. About, yeah, about a week ago, about almost two weeks ago now. Uh, snow like fucking crazy, wind and fucking all this extra shit, just ugh, ugh, with a side of ugh. Um,. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's probably, it was probably the deepest I've ever seen the snow, probably the coldest that's ever felt, uh, you know, just running from, like, the car to the fucking door at work, my fucking nose hairs were frozen and shit, and, you know, Andy Reid had a fucking icicle on his face and shit, it was, it was definitely very interesting, definitely very interesting, um, yeah, I don't know. Not a whole lot really to talk about today, but, you know, obviously there's a little bit of, uh, you know, it was a sports update. Um, so let's let's dig into that. So um, cue the music. Just kidding. We don't have any music right now, but we're going to add music in so you know that the segment has changed. But uh, <clears throat> we'll get that on the next episode. Anyway, uh, so yeah. So the uh, no-name sports segment now. Um, so a lot of interesting things happening. Obviously, again, the big one uh, that's really been playing a big factor as far as in the sports world is the uh, NFL playoffs. Um, you know, I kind of talked about it a little bit of last week about kind of how I felt. Um, three of my picks out of the four were correct. So definitely... Uh, Feeling good about myself there. We'll see if I can continue that. Hopefully I can. Um, you know, started out, I thought that Houston visiting Baltimore, I thought Houston was going to put up a little bit more of a fight. C.J. Stroud actually really didn't play bad, but it wasn't like they played excellent. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens, honestly, probably, you know, they, they, they're just kind of finding – and have kind of been continuously uh, going along with their stride. Winning, <clears throat> nothing really jumps out at you except Lamar being Lamar. You know, typical Lamar fashion. He does, you know, what he does. He runs the ball very well, very effectively. Uh, he's able to also pass the ball. A lot of people, you know, 
think that you should sleep on his passing. Um, this is a very good run team, obviously, with Lamar sitting behind center. Uh, their defense, <clears throat> very good. Um, especially now you don't get this far into the playoffs. Although I do kind of feel like the beating up on the Houston Texans, a young Houston Texans team that's still trying to find its footing, uh, doesn't say a whole lot, but... Uh, you know, CJ, like I said, CJ Stroud is coming in hot, looking really good. Um, you know, just wasn't able to actually get really anything done. I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the first half, you definitely could have said like, oh, this is a very even game. You know, it was tied. And then, you know, Lamar and the boys just kind of went up and then decided in the fourth quarter that they were going to go up even more. So, uh, again, it, <sighs> Not to really hate on on Baltimore here, but you know you look at the road that they're traveling, uh, you know to to the AFC Championship game. Um, <laughs> again, with just you know just this, uh, it's not saying much. You know, it's definitely not. You know, they all they had to do was obviously win this one at home, um, but. Again, you look at you know the numbers that were put up by Houston. It wasn't like Baltimore was really. It didn't feel like Baltimore was challenged. Um, I don't. I don't think that this was probably the this. This was a good like almost almost kind of felt like another like off day or off week for uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um, so very interesting to kind of see what they're going to look like next week. Um, in the AFC Championship game. As far as the Texans are concerned, I think this was a great first year uh, for C.J. Stroud. I think this is they've got a lot of things that they can hang their hats on. I mean, making it to the divisional round, definitely a huge thing. Um, you know, you, you definitely obviously want to continue to build up, um, add a few more weapons if you can to that offense uh, to give, you know, C.J. Stroud a little bit more uh, relief. If you could, I guess you'd say, um, I think it may be, you know, looking at, you know, potentially maybe looking at a better running back, um, improving their running game would definitely be a huge factor. Obviously the defense, um, you know, we knew this whole team was kind of in a rebuild. So the defense performing the way that they did definitely very good, but obviously a lot of room for improvement still. So we'll see kind of where they go moving forward. It's going to be exciting to watch. And, uh, you know, hopefully this team kind of can compete with Jacksonville um, and make the uh, the AFC South competitive again. Um, you know, and that goes for the same as far as the Colts, you know, getting getting Richardson back after, you know, they lost him and, and getting back into contention, you know, while the Titans look like they're in rebuild mode. It'd be nice to see, you know, uh, three young quarterbacks kind of kind of take over and battle it out um, in that, in that conference there. So, or in that division there. So also in the conference, I mean, him competing in the conference with the guys that are already in, uh, the conference, you know, the Lamars, the Joe Burrows, uh, the Patricks, the Josh Allen's like a lot to step up to. So definitely very interesting to see kind of where they go from there. And I guess we'll see how, uh, Baltimore will look going forward. Uh, San Francisco hosting the Green Bay Packers. This was a close one. Um, I'm going to be honest. This was this was a game that 
you know, I didn't, I didn't get to sit down and watch the full, uh, didn't get to watch the full game. However, with that being said, I mean, um, Jordan Love and the Packers losing only by three to what a lot of people consider as the surefire, like the, this is the team that is the favorite to win, you know, um, it's insane to think though that, you know, like <sighs> little young Jordan Love doing his thing. Again at halftime, this game was was close. There, were, there was only a one point difference. Um, you know, Jordan Love and and the Packers were able to kind of bring it on in the third quarter. They got the scoring advantage in the third. And San Fran went ahead and, you know, sealed the deal in the fourth quarter. Um, definitely with a, a late late run, you know, by uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, late touchdown run, that is. Um, 49ers, well, I mean, what to say? You know, they, this team is going to go as far as Brock Purdy uh, will allow, in my opinion. As long as he stays playing clean football, I think that this is it's going to be a hard team to beat. They've got a phenomenal defense. You know, they, you know, with with Bosa and Young and, and Armstead, like, they're – their pass rush is, is insane. Um, you know, they've got phenomenal guys, you know, at linebacker. They've got, you know, fucking studs at, at uh, defensive back. I almost forgot what they were called as a group. That's weird. Anyway, so, I mean, the, this is a really talented team. And, you know, the fact that you've got, you know, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, you know, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel kind of, you know, getting back into the mix and, and George Kittle doing his thing. Um, they're they're going to be a tough team to beat. And I think they're going to, you know, they're not going to have, but the, I don't think they're going to be just steamrolling uh, in the, the NFC Championship. But we'll talk about that whenever we get there. So, uh, Jordan Love and, and the Packers, again, I feel like it's the same as, as far as with the Houston Texans, like definitely exceeded your expectations for what the season was, um, was starting to look like or what the outline of the season was supposed to be. You know, Jordan Love threw two picks um, in this game, so it wasn't his best or cleanest game. However, even with that being said, the defense that he was going up against obviously says quite a bit. You know their their defense um, in Green Bay is is pretty good, um, and I think that they're they're definitely the type of defense that could you could have to to win a win a Super Bowl. In all honesty, they play well enough to that they are a Super Bowl defense. Um, you know, to to me, the big thing is going to be again just just kind of getting out there seeing who's going to step up as you know as the receivers um and again you know is is your run game going to be sustainable you know Aaron Jones is, is 29 um as of this recording right now and you never know with running backs how well they're going to maintain is that going to be something you know are they going to be Worried down the road um, as far as what kind of the, you know, what their run game is going to look like. Uh, you know, A.J. Dillon is there, but again, 
is that going to be is that going to be enough you know moving forward I don't know I'm not really a big AJ Dillon fan so you know again I think just like with the Texans you know you keep adding pieces in around him um, seeing what you can do as far as you know making sure that he you know Jordan Love gets the best possible team around him in order to uh, make moves forward and continue winning. So very interested to see what this team looks like. Can we talk about also how it's crazy how the Packers went from Favre to Rodgers to Love, and so far it's been working out for them. You know what I mean? Crazy how lucky a team gets with their quarterback play especially. Probably one of the most important positions in the league. Um. Well, all right, yeah, yeah. No, we'll go on that. I'll go on that in here in a little bit. So, uh, so to the uh, the teams that uh, you know got a good look from the wild card weekend. Um, you know, all four of these teams played in the wild card on Sunday, and the games did not disappoint. I would definitely say that. Uh, Tampa Bay visiting the Detroit Lions. Lions came away with the win, thirty-one to twenty-three. Um, to me, this was one of the like, who's gonna outperform who, as far as like whether or not you know Golf or or Mayfield was gonna be the one. Like, who's gonna give it up? Um, <clears throat> again, this game looked pretty dead even uh, through the first three quarters, and in that fourth quarter, that's where you know Detroit started to kind of break away a little bit. And, you know, Mayfield throwing two picks, um, he was sacked four times, kind of just shows how good this defense actually is over in Detroit. Although it's not something you would write home about and be like, oh, it's one of the, it's one of the best defenses of all time. Like, no, we're not, we're not going to go that far. Um, they are a very good defense. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, perform going in next week to the uh, 49ers uh, with all the 49ers, you know, skill position players. You know, it's it's hard to key in on one guy um, and then you get beat elsewhere. So very interesting there. But again, you know, I, I think uh, for Detroit, it, it's how, how well can golf play? Um, and that's why, you know, like, you got to kind of question if they can make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, because if golf starts to fall apart, golf at on his worst day is bad, very very bad. He's not doing much for you, um, but on his best day, put him up there. He's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league on his best day. So all he needs to do is kind of manage the game, make sure he doesn't make any mistakes, keep a clean game going. You know, get the ball to you know get his get it to his skill guys, especially St. Brown and, and Laporta. I I think that this team is going to be all right. Um, they're definitely trending in the right direction, and you know, to me, like I said, I mean last like I said last week, I mean with, with Gibbs and Montgomery, uh, you know, they got St. Brown and, and Williams and Laporta out there, like, and I mean even Josh Reynolds too, like. They've got a lot of talent. So if the only thing you really need to do is fix your quarterback play, if that is what seems to be the issue, 
then maybe you go snag a guy and find a way to get like Justin Fields and see what's up. I don't know. That's just me spitballing. Maybe we'll play Madden and turn that on. I don't know. Maybe I'll 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 stream that on what they could do or what if the Lions got Justin Fields. I think that'd be interesting. Uh, as far as the Buccaneers go, you know, the Buccaneers are kind of in an interesting spot. Um, you know, Mike Evans putting up a, a monster, you know, game like he, you know, has been known to do. Um, it's not a surprise by any means. Um, but it, it's the age thing that you got to kind of wonder. Um, this team isn't getting any younger. And a lot of their core guys, a lot of the guys that were really big as far as when they did go and win that Super Bowl with Brady are getting up there. Um, how long until you, you know, kind of start filling in the gaps, filling in the holes? What are they going to do as far as, um, you know, the quarterback play? Is Baker going to be, is, you know, is Baker the long-term solution I think maybe he is. He looks good. He feels uh, like he's in a good spot right now. So definitely very interested to see kind of what's going on there. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll go on from there whenever we can. You know, I guess we'll see down the road what's up. Um, I don't know. I Like I said, I, I like – I like Baker's swagger. I like the the confidence. And when Baker's on top of his game, I think he's unbeatable um, to an extent, obviously. But very interesting to see kind of what they do moving forward as far as taking along, you know, taking on those those veteran guys, see if they want to extend them out. Um, there has been talks and rumors that, like, Mike Evans may move on to a better spot. I don't know. You never know. Uh, and then to the last game, and uh, probably the most interesting, just because uh, it's kind of a kind of a rivalry that's been built up. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs visited the Buffalo Bills, and Kansas City came away with the win on kind of a <laughs> kind of a choke play. Uh, you know, kicker Tyler Bass ended up missing a field goal that would have tied the game. And uh, missed it pretty bad. Uh, you know, game ended 27-24. What to say about this game? I mean, so the, the positives to this game, uh, you know, you saw a classic Mahomes-Allen battle back and forth. Um, both offenses looked really good, really in sync. And, again, through the first three quarters, I mean, things looked – pretty dead even, you know, um, seemed like after, after halftime though, it seems like Kansas city kind of keyed in a little bit, um, started doing a little bit of things differently on the defensive side of the ball. They were able to kind of contain Josh Allen's feet. They were also able to kind of slow down some of the pass game. And I thought that that was, you know, a good, a good adjustment there by uh, Steve Spagnola, um, but she, I mean, Chiefs are are known for their adjustments. You know, it, the coaching staff does a phenomenal job making adjustments. But I mean, so 
does Buffalo. Buffalo's coaching staff also made adjustments. And when the Chiefs offense started picking up momentum and it seemed like, oh, shit, can't stop them. They came up to key, you know, they came up with key fucking stops. This game was so back and forth there. I've already seen, you know, the fucking bullshit online about, you know, people complaining about the referees and this and that, blowing calls, missing shit. Both teams had chances to capitalize and didn't. Um, it just so happened that, you know, the last time that the Bills had a chance to capitalize, it ended up costing them the game. Um, you know, as far as for the, well, yeah. As far as, like, you know, play goes, um, again, the quarterbacks were obviously the, the main stars of this. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco you know, continued his uh, dominance in running the ball for Kansas City. Uh, James Cook definitely also looked good. You know, it wasn't like he he was looking horrible by any means. Um, they they I mean they got a good thing going over there. I mean I I feel like these teams are so evenly matched that this was a coin flip of a game, um, which is why games like this are exciting because. When you see games like this, you definitely get a sense of like, okay, the league's competitive. Nobody's better or worse than, you know, like nobody's just dominating, walking through. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey kind of, you know, came out, looked really good. Um, if you guys haven't seen the memes everywhere, the photos everywhere, Jason Kelsey was there looking like a fucking stud out there with no shirt on. Um there's video of him afterwards kind of getting close with the fans, you know, signing autographs, taking photos, being a great guy. Stand-up dude, one of the best guys in the NFL, honestly. So, um, really cool, though. I mean, the, you know, the in my opinion, this kind of felt like the what you were hoping was going to be the AFC Championship game. Nothing against, you know, the Texans or the Ravens, but they just, man, they really, these two teams are so well like they play so well and they're so evenly matched that it's you're it's always a nail biter when you watch this and that's why I think that they made this the late game was because you know was this going to be the time that the Bills were going to get their redemption against Kansas City and you know it ends up being no um Kansas City is a little banged up they had a, had a few guys that got a little banged up uh you know while while in play so Hopefully they heal up quick. You, you know, you want everybody at full strength. You want to beat everybody at full strength, too. You know, you want the other team also to be there. So hopefully no injuries going into this weekend. Um, for the Bills, I, I don't know what you do. You know, it, it, you've you've ran it back. Um, there were a few key drops by some of the receivers that were that were there. Again, some of the younger guys, um, you know Diggs is, has – had a history with not being happy, so I, I don't know if he's going to stay. Be very interesting to see what happens. But uh, definitely going to be one of those things that maybe uh, down the road that, you know, maybe maybe it's it's time for a coaching change. Who knows? Um, but, uh, you know, hats off to, to Josh Allen. Didn't make any excuses. Said, you know, you wake up. You wake up the next day, so no big deal. Uh, on to next year, kind of get, get settled in, get focused. Take a little time off, run it back. Let's see what's up. So, uh, yeah, 
hopefully, I mean, we're going to definitely be seeing him again. So, very interesting. So that means for your conference championships, championships, the games. So in the AFC championship, we have Kansas City visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm going to be honest. So, you know, like I said, Kansas City has a couple of guys, you know, listed as questionable um, as of the, you know, injury report uh, of today. It appears that everybody should be returning to full strength um, and fully healthy, which will be a good thing. No, nothing super major as far as, you know, on the Baltimore side of things. It looks like everybody that they have out will also be, you know, ready to ready to roll. So um, it's going to be so this is I feel like this is going to be a, a, an interesting game. Again, Baltimore is also one of the ones that have consistently fell behind um, and fallen victim to Kansas City. Uh, you know, we haven't played them this year. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think the defense has to do a, you know, the defense of Kansas City has to do a, a good job of containing Lamar Jackson, containing the run game, uh, force him to be kind of a pocket passer and allow your secondary to do work. Okay. Um, as far as, you know, for Baltimore side of things, I think that, you have to find a way to make this an Isaiah Pacheco only kind of game. You know, if Mahomes is is getting opportunities to extend out plays, and with the, with the way that the pass game is starting to develop here, um, very going to be very interesting to see if you know if you don't stop Mahomes, it's going to make for a very interesting day. And I'm very interested to see which quarterback can make the adjustments to kind of counteract those things. Obviously, you know, you're game planning for that. Um, you know, the matchup between Zay Flowers and Legereus Sneed, I think, is going to be phenomenal. Also, if he gets matched up with Trent McDuffie, that's going to be great. Um, as far as what the offenses really need to do, I, I mean, Lamar needs to show composure, show the entire world and all the doubters that he can pass the ball and win the games. He does not need his feet in order to look like an MVP. Um, as far as Kansas City is, it's just business as usual. Keep it rolling. But lean on the run game when you must. Okay. Um, you know, we've got Kansas City's arguably got the three of the best interior linemen, and sometimes it just seems like that's forgotten. So uh, with this being, you know, this is at Baltimore. Um, so obviously Baltimore is the favorite to win in this game. They're obviously the, uh, you know, hotter team, I guess, coming into this. Um, but again, I think the big part about that is, is you know, you, you look at it, I mean, Baltimore, you know, they, they – beat Jacksonville, then they went and beat San Fran, and then they put a whooping on Miami and, you know, lost to Pittsburgh. And But then, you know, last week you you go back out and you 
you do it again to the Texans. Well, for Kansas City, you know, I mean, we we lost to the Raiders, yes. Uh, you know, we beat a beat-up Cincinnati team. A uh, You know, we were able to beat a, uh, a Chargers team that, they, you know, the game was kind of a throwaway game. But we played arguably one of the best competitive teams in the Dolphins um, in, in one of the worst conditions that you could possibly play in. And then we had a nail-biter and probably the most competitive game and exciting game uh, of the weekend in Buffalo, and we handled our business. So people that don't think that Mahomes can't go on the road and win, you know, we showed that last week. You know, what do you got to say? Baltimore and their fans have been relatively quiet, which has been solid, awesome, great, good. You don't want to talk trash and then look dumb later. Um, I'm picking Kansas City to win this. I'm also going to say that Kansas City is going to end up winning this game 30 to 28. And I think that's the way it's going to be. So uh, on to the next game, Detroit versus San Francisco. This is an interesting game for one of two reasons. So the first reason is is that the skill positions on both sides of the ball are insane. I mean, you know, between McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, like, again, we're talking about Gibbs, Montgomery, St. Brown, Laporta, Williams, Reynolds. Like, it's crazy. This is going to be Potentially one of the best skill position like groups for both teams. I love both of these these teams. Um, I love all their skill position players. I would take them in a heartbeat um, on any team that that I'm rooting for. Um, and being a Kansas City fan, having Travis Kelsey, that says quite a bit. Um, you know. I don't know if I'd give up Pacheco and Kelsey and Rice, but that's really all. We, that's really all we got over here <laughs> that I'm like pumped about. That I think other people are pumped about. But no, this game I think is going to be phenomenal. Again, you know, you're going to be looking at the quarterback play. Who's going to be able to maintain, uh, you know, composure throughout the game? You know, San Fran has not just looked completely and utterly dominant all year long. They have had moments where they've shown weakness. They definitely have lost some games that you're like, oh, you shouldn't have lost. You really, really shouldn't have lost. Um, again, you you know, if you want to say, well, oh, there's, you know, there's injuries involved and blah, blah, blah. Like, to me, none of that matters in this case because you're, you're one of the final four. Everybody's banged up everybody's injured everybody's kind of hurt so you got to be playing at the top of your game um you know san fran as far as health wise is looking pretty decent majority of their main starters are you know ready to roll um you know 
But what Brock Purdy are we going to get? Are we going to get the kid that looks like he's an MVP, which I hate saying because I don't like it when that is said. But he's a system guy. That's all there is to it. He's a system guy. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But on the flip side of that coin, I mean, you know, with Detroit – is Jared like Jared Goff has already proven that he can get to a Super Bowl. He can be the guy that leads you there. Um and honestly, again, like I said, on his best day, dude is a top 10 quarterback. Maybe even top 5. Um and ultimately, like if you really look at it, Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater, and Hayden Hooker or are you <laughs> or are you gonna take Brock Purdy? Um <laughs> we're not even gonna talk about Sam Darnold or Brandon Allen, but are you gonna take Brock Purdy? Um <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I I I really do think that this is gonna be a great game. I think this is gonna be um you know, both both defenses are kind of on a roll. I think that the Lions defense compared to the 49ers defense is a little underrated. However, that doesn't matter to what perception is. It matters about who shows up on game day and plays. And as of right now, you know, the the Lions defense has been showing up and playing. Um, I'm expecting a big game out of out of Montgomery and Gibbs. Um, I expect their run game to be be tight. I expect uh, I expect CMC to also be going off like crazy. Um, but ultimately, like I said, I think the quarterback play is going to play a huge factor in this. Um, I'm going to flip a coin. I don't, you know, I don't have anything against either one of these teams. I would be more than happy to see either one of these teams in the Super Bowl. I think that they would be great representatives and it'd be a, a great representation of the NFC itself. Um, I, however, will be rooting for the Detroit Lions. Sorry to my man Bruce, who is a 49ers diehard. Um, I just want to see the Lions make it in because you've never seen it. It's weird. It's a weird thing talking about them in the, being in the NFC Championship. So uh, definitely very like, – yeah, like I said, I think it would be pretty interesting. Um, anyway, so that's it for that. Um as far as for the NFL, uh, I, I mean, there is a lot of sports news to talk about. I'm going to just say a lot of sports news to talk about. Um, yeah, there was a UFC event that happened this weekend. Um, it, you know, it was UFC 297, Strickland for uh, versus uh, Duplessis. Very interesting card. Um, you know, I, I didn't get a chance. I was, I was running a little, running some errands, didn't get a chance really to watch the prelims. Um, you know, but aside from a, a TKO at the very start of it, which I probably would have missed anyway, a lot of decisions in this one. Uh, you know, it, it started out, <coughs> started out with two decisions. Um, and then, you know, you got to see, uh, my boy, Neil Magny versus Mike Balot. And, uh, it looked, honestly looked like Mike was going to be able to finish, Neil, but Neil fucking persevered, was able to get the TKO in this. Uh, 
And then, uh, you know, next up for the vacant women's bantamweight belt, uh, Raquel Pennington uh, versus Myra Buena Silva. Weird. Weird fight, in my opinion. Um, you know, Raquel walks away with the unanimous decision. I I don't know. I just feel like with Amanda Nunez out and gone, uh, very interested to see kind of what is going to happen. Um, a lot of eyes are on the... A lot of eyes are going to be on the women and see who steps up. Um, they did actually... Just happened to sign somebody who will be debuting at UFC 300. That might bring some big eyes back to it. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, and for those of you that are not in the know, uh, you know, Kayla Harrison, uh, longtime, you know, judo and PFL, uh, you know, athlete. We'll be debuting again at uh, UFC 300 versus Holly Holm. So uh, that's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, they will be fighting at 135. Um, you know, Harris is, is 1-16 coming in. Um, so definitely going to be very interesting. We'll see what, you know, what that looks like. But and maybe she makes a, maybe she makes a run. Maybe she makes a run for it. For a title, uh, pretty quick. You never know, actually, with uh, with people that get brought in at the last minute. But uh, maybe that you never know. Maybe that is going to be like that fight right there is going to be who gets Raquel Pennington next. So very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Strickland versus uh, Duplessis. So this ended with a split decision. Um, I'm going to be honest. Watching this fight. You know, Sean Strickland didn't look, he didn't look really good, I would say. Uh, you know, Drigas got got six takedowns on him, and he was kind of the, aggre- I mean, he was the aggressor the whole time. It really felt like, you know, Sean got a little bit of damage in on Drigas. Um, I think, I think the problem with that is, is like, a lot of people just, Started riding the Sean train a little bit too quick, I think, um, and he kind of bought into his own hype, is what it felt like. He just he did. There was no urgency, is what it felt like. He just he felt like he could sit back, rest on you know, rest on the fact that people like him, and uh, kind of go from there. I mean, he was he was fighting a decent fight, and but you know. I had it 2-2. Like, there are two rounds that are clearly for Sean, two rounds that are clearly for Dracus, and there was one round that I was, like, on the fence about, but I, you know, after watching it, excuse me, and thinking about it a little bit more, I had to give it to Dracus just because I was like, man, like... Dragas looked like he was out there trying to win the title, and Sean just looked like how he was out there just trying to point his way to a win. Um, I, maybe that sounds bad. Maybe from other people's perspective, you know, they feel differently. Um, I don't know. It, it to me, 
you know, the whole Sean Strickland thing as a middleweight champion, it didn't feel like it was going to be a long-term thing. So very interested to see kind of what happens with that moving forward. Um, Drake has called out, you know, Israel Adesanya. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, you never, never, never know. Um, NBA trade deadline is coming up. And, uh, you know, so we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. Already one big thing happening for the uh, Miami Heat trading uh, champion and uh, just seasoned vet Kyle Lowry for uh, Terry Rozier. You know, sounds like the uh, sounds like the Hornets are going to actually buy out Lowry's uh, contract. You know, they were also able to pick up a uh, 2027 first-round protected pick. Uh, It's lottery protected, so it should be interesting to see kind of what happens here in the next, you know, next little bit before the trade deadline actually hits. Uh, There are a lot of teams that are looking to kind of move some pieces around, kind of needing to find that extra key push. Um, You know, Chicago's been involved in quite a bit. Yeah. and you know, I I don't know. I I think it would be, I think it'll be very interesting to see kind of who makes a last minute bit or makes a last minute ditched effort to either you know put themselves in contention or set themselves up for a rebuild. So uh, I don't know, you know, where teams are going to go. Um, as far as what they need. I like this move for Miami. They bring in Rozier. Again, who's younger uh, by by quite a bit and uh, will also, you know, be, you know, provides a lot more offense, takes a little bit of the uh, strain off of Jimmy Butler and Adebayo and Hero. Um, also, is a, just another guy that can, you know, bring the ball down, go up, get it. Hard-nosed defender, lots of activity, so he kind of fits into the Heat culture very, very well. Um, biggest thing about this is, you know, for for the Heat, uh, contract-wise, you know, things definitely look better. Uh, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's. I think it's a good move, like I said. I think it kind of adds a piece that Miami needed um, to kind of keep them competitive, uh, you know, in the Eastern Conference. So, uh, yeah, well, that's going to be it because, you know, I am thoroughly finished. And I just didn't, I didn't have anything else to talk about, just some other BS. So, segment over. You're done. You're done. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just messing around. I'm just goofing around. Just new boot goofing. Um, no, thanks for tuning in. Um, keep an eye out. Me and uh, some people are going to be looking to start streaming here really soon. Uh, sometime here in the summer, summer, summer time. Um, next time we are actually going to talk about uh, what I think is something that really needs to be talked about. And that's the uh, current state of comedy. So, uh, we'll, we'll dive into that. Ooh, ow. 
Um, I did talk to JC the Blind Jedi, and I think he's going to go for a rebranding. That way Lucasfilms don't come after us. Uh, also, you know, just an uh, interesting thought, but uh, maybe uh, do some vague conspiracies maybe down the way. I don't know. We'll see. We got there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, all right, we're gonna, gonna maybe dip back in to some of this. So, uh, yeah. With that being said, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, and uh, we will see you guys in the next one. <gasps>